Welcome to the Green and Growing Podcast with Sarah Nurswick and Hannah Wedger. The mission of Green and Growing Education is to empower agriculture teachers to find fulfillment through connection and community that will really cultivate confidence. Get hyped for new ideas, inspiration, motivation, and candid conversations with agriculture teachers just like you. Let's Let's go. Hey friends, it's Hannah here with an episode of Mini Van Chronicles. Uh-huh. I don't know why I sing like that. <laughs> I just posted a Instagram reel of me doing the same thing. I'm not sure why I do it, but I do. Um, I wanted to talk to y'all today a little bit about encouragement and specifically talking about student encouragement. Um, There are two different books that I've been reading. One is Mindset by Carol Dweck and the other is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And some of the ideas from both of those have really struck me. Um, It really made me think about, especially during this time, how are we encouraging our students to show up. How are we encouraging them in our classes each day? Um, So this is the most recent thing that I just was listening to in Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And if you don't know Brene Brown, she is a shame researcher. Um, So it's kind of an interesting thing to research, but um, she really looks at it in in various different lights and how it impacts how we interact with people. And so she was talking about how shame is a tool that is used to compare. And we see that show up a lot in the education system of this is what a perfect assignment should look like and yours is not there yet. Um, And that's just one example. There are a lot of different ways that students get compared to others or compared to one another. Um, And that 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 tool of comparison in the education world or just in general has the the friend and it brings along shame. Um, And so she was talking that they did some research and on the flip side of shame Um, in the education world is that they found 90% of their participants had noted or were able to identify um, a teacher, a coach, um, an admin, or a faculty member that specifically reinforced their self-worth and belief in themselves and their abilities. So a teacher that was specifically propping them up, specifically saying, you can do this. Um, And so that number was just striking to me that that 90% of the participants, and it wasn't an education-specific group of, of people. It was, hey, name someone that has... um that has impacted you, that has reinforced your self-worth. And 90% of them were able to name someone in the education world. Which brings me to this really important piece that we as educators need to be thinking about. And that is that school leaders have a tremendous power and influence. Um, 
and how they use that changes people for better or for worse. Um, and so I can think about like, I will never forget my pre-calc teacher. I I struggled in pre-calc. I ended up needing to get a tutor. It was not an area that I enjoyed learning. Um, and just really had struggled through a quarter of pre-calc. And I remember one day the teacher had said to me as I was struggling through my homework and had asked the third or fourth question of the day, I just think you're one of those students that doesn't get math and it might be wise for you to drop this class. And I remember that stinging and I still to this day can see her face and I can see what the room looked like and I can remember thinking like, yeah, you're right. This isn't for me. I don't want to be here. You don't want me here. So why am I here? And I got a pass to go to the counselor's office and change my class. And I wonder what it would look like if that was different. If she were to say, you know what? You are one of those kids that puts in the extra work and has some struggles, but really comes out on the other side of this is able to understand it, has leaves this class with a good understanding of what Calc is like. You are one of those students that has to do a little bit more work to understand it, but when you do understand it, you understand it well. Um, I, I just wonder what it would look like. Like I have a feeling that if she were to say that, that I would be on a different, or would have taken a different, um, path in my math career um as in college I ended up having to take like college algebra um and some lower level math classes to build up to what I needed for my prerequisites because I um was not able to enter into the classes that I needed to immediately um so I just found that that finding and and Brene talking about the the school leaders having so much power for good or for bad um because I remember um I remember that like it was yesterday and on the flip side of that my agriculture teacher one of my agriculture teachers um I remember him giving like very specific compliments and giving um him saying very specific things to me that and and to this day that encourage me and really make me believe in myself um and so i just i it is just something that i need other educators to know is that your words matter your words matter And there will be a student that will remember your words for the rest of their life. So make those words and and use that power and influence that you have for the better. Now, I do have a couple of ideas with that. And 
really a lot of this has come from the um, mindset book by Carol Dweck that I've been reading and really thinking about how do we move students into that or guide students into that space of having a growth mindset. I think one of the things that things that's really important is that in our agriculture classes we expect rigor right we expect our students to learn content that sometimes can be difficult or new um and and those expectations are there and i think that is so important and so good and i think when we're trying to get students to move towards this growth mindset it's really important to acknowledge that something might be hard or that it might be rigorous and then also acknowledge that they are capable. That, hey, we're moving into this unit on genetics. It's probably going to be the hardest unit that we do. I know that you can do it. I'm excited to see what you produce. I'm excited to see you learn through this process. This feels uncomfortable. It feels like we don't know a lot about it right now, but I'm excited. I think this is going to be interesting and we're going to learn a lot about our learning habits and we're going to learn a lot about one another as we move through this. I think normalizing, asking for help is really important in these situations where we want students to um, have that growth mindset. And I think normalizing, uh, removing that comparison piece and normalizing varied end products um, and having the... Um, the student engagement piece of like this is what I produce but then also with that growth mindset you want students to be able to reflect and say this is where I was this is where I've come or this is where I'm at and this is where I've come from um which I think is a really beautiful piece the last thing that I kind of want to talk about and this is how I have put it into action not just talking about growth mindset in our students but really in encouraging those students in the time of distance learning is I have sent out letters to each kid um, or little cards to each kid. And I talked about this prior of the just simple engagement um, or simple tool of connecting with students and sending water bottle stickers. So prior to our winter break, um, I wrote each kid a handwritten card, a handwritten little note, and it either gave them the affirmation of, I'm really proud of you, you have all of your work turned in and I know that you took a lot of time and that took a lot of energy to be that focused and I'm so proud of you. Keep up the good work. And the other version of that was students who had missing work and it was, uh, I know that like acknowledging the problem, I know that this can be overwhelming. I know that you have been working hard I want you to continue working hard. I know that you might feel like there's barriers. I'm here to br help break down those barriers. I'm so proud of you for turning in that assignment last week. Let's keep up the good work. Let's continue to work towards learning this content. Let's, um, let's spend some time together on this date to get stuff done. Um, I'm really pulling for you to be able to complete these assignments. I know 
you can do it. And it seemed so simple and so little um, at the time. And I just have, students have just been receiving their cards now. And I had one student that turned in on his missing work and emailed me, said, I just really needed that encouragement to be able to get this stuff done. I'm sorry that it was late. Thank you for um, thank you for thinking about me and taking the time to write a card. Another student had just said, thanks for the card. I really appreciate it. Um, and another student whose IEP case manager had messaged me and said he was so excited. He ran off the camera, ran, got his card and brought it back and showed me, um, you wrote pulling for you and underlined it three times and that made him feel like you really meant it. So my charge to you or my, my um, challenge for you is what, what can you do to encourage students? What is that step of moving into that place of using your influence to positively engage and positively better each and every single one of your kiddos. I hope that helps. I hope it is something new to just get you thinking. And thanks for joining me on a episode of Mini Grand, Mini, Mini Grand Chronicles, Mini Van Chronicles. Bye-bye, everybody.